Welcome back to the third episode of Stadium Drive Wyatt. I can't believe that we're already on our third episode, only in week two here, but we have graduate transfer Emily Ryan from FSU Volleyball here to talk with us today, and we are so excited to have her here on their way to the NCAA tournament this Friday. Hello. Thanks for Hi, having me. Hi, Emily. How are Hello. you? So great to have you here. Thank you. It's great to be here. So let's just talk a little bit about, you know, your season, your career. You came from the Pac-12, and that had to be an adjustment. Talk about playing in that conference versus now playing in the ACC. Totally. Um, I think the biggest difference is the girls that you play against. Um, I mean, both sides, you are with the top recruits in the nation. I would just say the East Coast is definitely more an offensive team aspect. And when you look at the West Coast, those are kids that have been growing up since six years old playing volleyball. They're very defensive, highly skilled. They're always the ones that are the top passers in the country. Um, I think the biggest difference is just the level of play based on that baseline of offense versus defense. I think being at UCLA and being at FSU, they're both great high competitive teams, um, both two teams that have made it to the tournament. Um, however, this year I really do think we have the potential to being in the final four um, as long as it's all just empty the tank every single day. Um, but other than that, I'm really excited. So we'll see. Yeah, it's been a great season, you know, having you here. You were just selected on the all ACC team. So how does that feel now in your last season um, of volleyball? It's honestly the perfect closure that I could possibly need. Um, if you asked me last year at this time, if I wanted to play another year, I would have tell you absolutely not. I was ready to hang up the shoes, hang up the knee pads and being done with everything. Um, but I'm very glad that this team brought me the love and joy of volleyball again. And receiving that award just shows that like I still had so much potential in myself and in this team. And this team is what helped me got to that spot. And playing against these high competitive teams in the ACC helped as well. And you know, like I've obviously had the honor of being with you guys all season. I got to sideline for you guys, do color for nearly every home game. And you can see, Emily, the passion and the fire that you bring to the court. You know, you have really changed the culture of this volleyball team, whether you know it or not, because you kind of didn't see it prior to you coming. But, you know, what is it like kind of having to step up and be that leader on a team that you're new in? Um, it's definitely scary um, since I've always been on a team where I had girls older than me and now I'm considered the grandma. Um, I am the oldest and I'm almost the oldest of our Dovo and our assistant, uh, volunteer assistant, which is kind of crazy. So you got to say what Dovo means. <laughs> Adovo is our director of volleyball operations, uh, but we just make it a nice short term slang, I guess. I love it. Um, We're going to be doboing, doboing, dofoing till the end yeah. of time now. Everything. Everything needs it. Um, but yeah, I think this team definitely has um, brought me to realize like I have a band of sisters and being able to play with girls that are there to push themselves every single day. Um, they were considered the youngest team in NCAA last year, which is the biggest step I think I would have taken for myself. Um, but I am very grateful of the stuff I took because I have been able to guide and teach and like just push them to their highest abilities. 
and we're not done yet. So I can't wait to see how these young girls play in NCAA. And another player on this team that was in a similar boat, your setter and roommate, Angelia Draskovich. Two-part question here. How did you become roommates, first of all? And second of all, what has your relationship been like uh, with Angelia? Well, funny story. Um, when I came here, I wanted to be in a one-bedroom by myself completely. Um, but then I realized that for a small town of Tallahassee, they like to jack the prices up for one bedrooms. And I realized that's not really needed. I'm literally here for a year. Like if I was here for four, I would probably want one bedroom. Then we, I had asked for her Snapchat when our coach was like, oh, like this is one of your, going to be your setter. Like if you want to reach out, whatever. So I stockishly DM'd her, I guess, and on Instagram. And I was like, hey, like we're committed to this, like FSU. Like, do you want your, can I have your Snapchat so we can like just get to know each other? And my first thought was like, this girl doesn't know any English. Like I should have translated that into Serbian. Like I'm so screwed. And our first like few Snapchats were like really dry to each other. Just like catching up, like what we're doing for the holidays, when we're reporting, what our plans are and whatnot. And then I got here first in summer and our associate head coach, Lindsay was like, do you want to come with me to pick up Angelia from the airport? And I was like, sure. Like, why not? Let's go for a car ride. And we picked her up and I was like, we were both like kind of shy at first. And then we were like attached at hip every day of summer. Like, and I was like, okay, like we haven't found an apartment yet, which was a mistake. We should have had an apartment when we first signed, but you know, you learned some. Um, and then we're like, you know what, let's just room together. Like we can't, it can't be any worse. We're already with each other 24 seven. We already like go back and forth to each other's apartments in summer. We're already walking to practice every single day like might as well live with the person because now we're on the same schedule and then since then we're still basically attached at hip making tiktoks every single time we have a game um just literally i'll live in her room for the rest of the day usually we're just doing homework together um or we'll be in mine um usually we're in mine to watch netflix but and then her room will be for homework um but then we also live with our teammate, Alejandra. So she goes by Ale. Um, but I think we all just like get along so well and we're all like just free and like we can be alone and there's no tension in this apartment. There's no drama, which is great. Um, yeah. What was the second question? I just, you kind of covered it, just your relationship. I mean, you guys are joined at the hip. How much Serbian have you had to learn living in the household? <laughs> Um, well, we've realized that we haven't been learning much, um, but her goal, I told her, I was like, I'm getting Duolingo over Christmas and I'm going to learn something. So when I get back, like, we can kind of converse, um, but she FaceTimes her family every single day. So like, I'm kind of able to catch up on like what kind of things are saying based on like the way that she's like talking. Um, the one I do know is Chow because apparently that's <laughs> for multiple languages and that means hi and bye. Perfect. And then there's a there's a few others like I learned welcome, like like on a welcome mat like welcome into the house, but I think it's like dose debre, but that doesn't sound right either. So maybe don't quote me on that one. But I'm trying because I feel like I should know. Like if her parents ever came to visit, I need to be like, hi, like how are you? How are hi you and welcome. Like, I don't like yeah, like they're like hope all as well, but I can't even say that. So. Yeah, no, it's great. And it's great living with girls that like are all in the transfer portal together. And like, we're all here for the same experience of just having one more great year. Um, 
luckily Jelly still has one more year here, so she gets to push through that one. Um, um, I kind of want to just hear a little bit more about your connection on the court um, because you've had such success this season, but I really don't think you can do it without your setter. Totally. Um, I definitely think at the beginning of the season, it was weird. Like we were working with, I was working with both Ava and Jelly and CP came up to me and he was like, so like, what sets do you like better? And I was like, I like a fast tempo set. And since Ava and Corey had already been working with each other for a year prior, they already got their stuff set in stone. So in my head, it was easier for me to learn with this new setter as well than make another setter work twice as hard just to get to one person's tempo. Um, so I started working with Jelly. Um, and then we just kind of clicked. She does get on me every once in a while when I don't get up in transition, which is fair. Every setter should. Um, but there are definitely times I like, I won't even say anything. I'll just yell now. And she knows where now is. Um, and then she'll just put it there because sometimes I'm like, am I running a shoot? Am I running a pop? Am I running like a push? And then I'll run like an old UCLA play and I'll say something, but that's not a play for us. But for me, I'm like, I've had these plays for five years. I'm not supposed, I can't just wash them away all of a sudden. So sometimes we like, we made up a play for her and I just like straight up middle of the court. And at first we named it the chow. But then I realized when I yell chow, 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 that loud, I start like dying laughing. And we're both like, nah, that, that just won't work. And so we started just calling it a mid. But we only used that like two or three times when she has like free ball a ball into the middle of the court, um, which I think we used against North Carolina at um, away and then one home game. I don't remember at the beginning of the season. But other than that, like I think having a good open communication, friendship as well as like team bonding um, has definitely helped us the most and just always being like open to like getting on each other um, to help each other become better um, on the court and better audible plays. But yeah. Cool. And beside that, you know, your team really did battle some adversity this season. You had a lot of players injured and now you're dancing, you're going to the NCAA tournament. So talk about, you know, what it took to really overcome all of that and the gel that you kind of had to establish much later in the season, because you didn't have everybody back until two and a half weeks ago. Totally. It was actually funny. Um, in our banquet, CP, who is Chris Poole, um, mentioned that we have gone through 13 lineups since the beginning of season. Yeah. which is not normal for any team. Uh, the biggest difference for me is like at UCLA, I went through seven setters in five and a half years, and that's not normal either. So the abnormal, I guess, is now normal for me. So these changes, I was just like, oh, it's just another day. Like I, I'm getting the chance to play on the court. I get to play in front of the world basically on TV against top like teams. Like you can't really get better than this. Um, especially being your last year playing, which the reality check hasn't hit me yet. Um, My question's but, coming soon. But um, I think the gel that we all needed, I would say, was the Miami game away. Um, it was probably the best game I've seen every single person play. There wasn't a time where anyone doubted what the game was going to look like. I, for once, didn't look at the score, which is not really like me. I usually look up every couple of plays just to, like, keep track and like see what the vibe is on the court um but that game just felt very fluent and I was like okay like we're good we're ready um of course we went to Georgia Tech next 
And I mean, Julia Bergman will always take, I was like, you know what, it's your game. As long as we play a hard, our hearts out and just put all we have like that's all I can ask all you can do and... is show up and Julia Bergman is going to be the best player in the nation yeah. no matter what so exactly so as long as we have fun and just do what we can and do what we're doing in the gym and practice and just use all of our strengths like that's all I can say so I think right now I'm really looking forward to Minnesota I'm also really looking forward to the cold since I haven't been in the cold in literally six years um but yeah I'm excited one of those players that's really battled the injuries is a freshman phenom, Audrey Rothman, who's uh, who comes to Florida State, highly touted, a national player of the mm-hmm. year in high school, Gatorade player of the year I'm from her home state. And just you see her every day. I mean, you see her in practice. You see her in the film room and weight room. Just what type of player is she? And for Noel fans who haven't seen a lot of her this year, what can they look forward to from a player that talented? I would say she is a future All-American the way that she came in, she is so hardworking, so driven. When she did get out, it was like a knee during warm-ups during preseason. Then a few weeks later, she was cleared. Then she rolled her ankle. And then when she started coming back, um, she when we were at water breaks, she would be asking for reps. Like this girl would put herself through the ringer, basically, to make sure that she wasn't losing the talent of volleyball and the touch. Which is funny to me because I kind of was in the same place as far as my freshman year. I redshirted because I had a hairline fracture and a sprained ankle. And I was like, "Mm, okay, like what could be worse? But the way that her mindset is and the way that her parents raised her is incredible. Like she knows the limits of her body, which is great. But she also knows like what she wants to do for the team. And it's always about the team, not just herself. Like I was like, you have to take the beginning of the injury for yourself. But then when you know, like your body's ready, like it's not going to fail you. Like your body's meant to do crazy things. It does crazy things. So like we're able to hit over a hundred balls a game and be fine the next day. And like, yes, it might be sore. It might be tender, but you're able, like, you're capable of it. And I would say like, it took her a bit to gain her confidence back, but this girl is going to be unstoppable. She has an arm that's mind blowing when she gets it going. She has the pass down. She has the defense side down on the blocks. Like everything that she gives is for the team. Um, even when she was out, she like was able to give tips to the other players. And it was like, Hey, at practice, like you're leaving this gap open and like just the little things. And she always like every day she gives me a hug. So first thing, like at least once we have to hug each other, just how it goes. She always wants to make sure that you're smiling. Like if she'll see me, I'm getting too serious in the game. She's like, Emily, that's not your personality. Like figure it out. I'm like, okay, thank you. And then I'll get on her and be like, all right, like you can push yourself a little bit more. Um, But she's very outgoing and getting to see like how she came in freshman year and like even being on a six week um, injury list is kind of hard to take as a freshman, but I can see her doing more and more every day. So I'm excited to see what NCAA brings for her and then with the postseason. So, yeah, I think she's just so fantastic. And it's so cool that you guys have that relationship. Obviously, you're basically five and a half years apart in age. So it's really cool that you're kind of able to like have that mentorship with her. And she's going to remember this relationship for the rest of her college career, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, looking forward into those NCAAs, you guys are playing Northern Iowa. It feels like a team that you guys can beat. So what are what's the energy? Talk to me just about what your team has been up to this week and, you know, what you're looking forward to with them. 
I think, which will be interesting is we haven't played against a setter that is also an attacker. Um, pretty much never. I mean, Georgia Tech had more dumps on us than any other setter this so far this season. Um, they're a very pin heavy team, which isn't abnormal for us. We're pretty good on our pins. Like we can get it down. Um, my biggest thing for them is since I've, I've been in this position now, I think four out of my five and a half years. So like coming from the veteran position, it's more like, all right, how do I keep the freshman's mindset being surrounded by thousands of people in Minnesota stadium? Like how do I keep everyone like level headed? How do people take this stress and anxiety? Like my freshman year we played at Wisconsin and it was the scariest day of my life. Yeah. Like I didn't know what to do. I, like was almost thankful for once that I redshirted. I was like, I don't have to go out there. But now I'm like, I live for that. And I want them to be able to see like, yes, it's scary. Yes, it's stressful. But at the end of the day, you're playing in front of these people and leaving a mark on them. And they're getting to see like what you can handle. And then that's even better for you in the future with NCAA and like your rankings and your standings and how your numbers are going to go into after this season. Um, but I think the biggest mindset thing is just to have fun and like we wouldn't be here without all the hard work from every single person on that roster and even the people that don't play even the people that have been injured and in and out of games like we truly would not be making it if it wasn't for everyone's hard work and practice so I'm very excited and you said that you haven't fully processed that you're on your final stretch right now but I just want to hear about you know how you're kind of preparing for this and just what you're feeling because you've had a phenomenal career. You've been phenomenal for us and we surely need you in this tournament, but also we know how much, you know, emotional weight goes into this. You've invested so much throughout college. So I just want to give you this platform to, to share that. Well, thank you. Um, I would say it's definitely hard to process. I actually today was on the verge, very, very tip of the iceberg to break down <laughs> Um, I, for once, never did not cry after the Georgia Tech loss, which was weird for me. Um, but it also reassured me that, like, I have such high expectations for this team. And I know that they can be reached as long as our mindsets, like, stay balanced and level-headed. And we're not, like, thinking, oh, like, this team might be a breeze. Like, yeah, they might be a breeze. But these are the teams that make the first round that their whole goal was just put their name on this right. bracket like they don't care anymore after this game if they win or lose like they're going to bed happy tomorrow like that doesn't matter to them but to me it's like I've put myself in this position since my little freshman self in 2017 yeah 2017 in June and I'm now finishing it December which is crazy of 2022 and I was looking at jobs and I was like, nah, like I'm not, I just like, I can't do it. Can't this. be that, right? I'm like, I'm like, no. And then it's like, well, I have to do an internship this spring and then that's building on my resume. And then I look at my resume and the last job I've held was my junior year and senior year. I did an internship. I did one for the baseball factory in Maryland. And then my other one, I worked at a boutique for tall people. <laughs> so I mean two really good options <laughs> yeah like perfect fit me 
amazingly but like that was it like the rest of my thing is like brand ambassadors with nil deals and then volleyball and in my head i'm like well like there are people of course i'm comparing myself to non-athletes i'm like their resume is like six pages long and like they have the seven years of experience and all i want to do is work for the mlb or nfl and marketing so like that's all like it's not that much to ask for like just take my resume with a grain of salt like i'll put everything you need out there um but no i think i almost don't i don't want it to end um but i think being able to end it um at fsu with these girls with this coaching staff whenever that day may come hopefully not soon but um is definitely like the closure that i've needed um i finally love volleyball again i wouldn't have loved it without these girls with this with our staff with all of you guys at games with the professors here that like support athletes and like put you first so without that i definitely i think back then i was more ready to go into the job world than i am right now but i'm excited either way it's all meant meant to me for you (laughs) oh i am so excited to watch you guys play that is friday night at 5 30 december 2nd on espn plus you will watch the seminoles take on northern iowa in the first round of the ncaa tournament and we thank you so much for joining us and best of luck to you we will be watching thank you so much Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.